the church has been extremely willing to reduce the scope of God's authority over mankind. Extremely willing to do this. The church has been a handmaiden to the Antichrist in reducing the claims of Jesus Christ over all of creation. The church has been a willing handmaiden of this. The church has said, you know what, we don't want to be intolerant or exclusive or demanding or imposing our values on anybody else. And, and we're just going to reduce and reduce and reduce essentially the claims of Jesus Christ until the Antichrist is quite happy with us. The church has said, all we want is your soul. Just convert to Jesus Christ. Just convert to him. Just say, you know what, I accept Jesus in my heart. And maybe even get baptized. Maybe get start speaking in tongues. But we want your soul. I like moving my mic around. We want your soul. We want you to convert in your mind and in your heart to Jesus Christ. And the world can, can do, go do the world stuff. Let the, let, let the world go do the world thing and say, oh, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And we're not going to impose our morality on you. And we're not going to impose our political uh, agenda on you. And, and, and we would never, never, oh, never demand that the Ten Commandments be the law of the land. And I weep. I truly, I weep. I weep because there's nothing greater than the Ten Commandments. There's nothing greater than the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments will never go away, not for all of eternity. The Ten Commandments never go away. And the Ten Commandments are not given to an individual. Oh, Susie, would you like to obey the Ten Commandments? No? Hmm. Well, would you take nine out of ten? Seven out of ten? Would you convert to the Ten Commandments? No, they're meant for nation states. The Ten Commandments are given to nation, entire nations. The ancient nation of Israel, no relation to the current fraudulent incarnation of, of, of that name, the ancient nation of Israel, the sons, literally the biological sons of Jacob, they took those Ten Commandments and said, okay, this is our covenant with our God, with our, the Almighty God. It was designed not for individuals. It was not designed for individuals. Ten Commandments were not designed, oh, you know, let's have Sammy and Sally and Susie and Stan. Uh, oh, they're going to obey the Ten No, it's for the entire nation. What's a nation? It's a bloodline from a common ancestor. Oh, we got so much to talk about. I'll slow down. Oh, we're European. Oh, we're... American. Oh, we're British. I talked to an Englishman. This was in a foreign country years ago. I think I was in the Middle East. I, I lived, lived over there. Lived in Iraq. I lived in Bahrain. So I talked to this guy. He's, he's, from, he's from England. And he's, you know, he's got this accent. And uh, I said, oh, you, uh, you, are you British? No, I am not British. I am an Englishman. And I was like... Dude, right on, right on. This guy gets it. I don't, I don't, first or last time I ever met him, I don't know anything about him, but he's an expat living in, in Bahrain. He says, I am not British. I am an Englishman. It's like, that's what I'm talking about. 
He's from the Angles. He's got, a, he's got an ancestor back there for all the Angles, all the English. That's what a nation is. It's a common ethnos. It's a common race. they got a common language, common history. They share common borders. Oh, but we're all, all Americans. America is not a nation. America is like a fiat currency. You know what a fiat currency is? Fiat currency is like, poof, here's some zeros and ones in a computer system. Okay, that's currency now. There's nothing behind it. There's nothing real about it. It's, it's, it's fiat currency. Some of you understand that. They, they re, you realize that, Fritz, slow down. You're talking too fast. And I don't know if this is streaming to Rumble or not, but it would be fun to find out. I, 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 you know, you, you don't learn stuff until you, you get involved and, and you try to figure it out. It says here I'm offline. It says here I'm live. So who knows? Time will, time will tell. Three viewers waiting. Good God, there's people waiting out there. How do I even do this? Hope you don't mind if I slow down just for a moment. Set up new live stream. I don't want to set up a new live stream. Make sure the current. No, I don't want to do that. No. Bed. End live stream. I don't want to end the live stream. Waiting for stream. Ah, I can't do it. I don't know what I'm doing. All right, that's okay. What was I saying? Fiat currency. So fiat currency is simply the stuff we have in America today. It's, oh, you have dollars in your bank account. You're like, well, I don't want dollars in my bank account. I don't want, um, I have no interest in, you know, zeros and ones in my bank. I want to take those dollars out and I want to do something real with it. Oh, well, just write a check. Put it on your credit card. Um, wire the money to them. And you're like, no, I want real money. And say, okay, here's some paper. It's printed. It's green. It's got, you know, little strings in it. So we tell them, I said, what do you mean? This is just, all this is is paper. I can light fires with it. I, I want something that's real. I said, well, that's as real as it gets. So a government can literally print all the paper money it wants to print. There's nothing behind it. It's fiat currency. It's just there because the government says it's there. It's not real. You cannot go down to the government or to the bank and convert your dollars into gold or silver. You can't do it. You can't do it. That would, that we went off the gold standard in August 1971. You cannot convert your dollars into gold. You can go buy gold from a private party, but there's no correlation between your dollar bill and a chunk of gold or silver. None. It's fiat. The concepts of nations have gone the same way. It's a fraud. It's all fraudulent. Oh, we're all Americans. Okay, so you get, you get some chick in, in the House of Representatives. She's Somalian. She has no history whatsoever of, of my culture, my blood, even my language. She marries her biological brother to get smuggle him into the country. Has no conception. What it's all it's all a game to her. What she can get out of the system. Oh, but we're all Americans. I have nothing in common with her. Ilian Omar is that her name? I can't remember. There's a there's a there's a chunk of them in there that are just you know worthless. How about Lori Lightfoot? Same thing. Some Somalian, Somalian lesbian. What do you mean we're all Americans? I have nothing in common with her whatsoever. 
Oh, but she speaks English. Well, oh, is there a second language? I get nothing in common with her. America is not a genuine nation. It's not. It's become an empire of many and disparate ethnos, which is the Greek word that is translated as nation in the all the scriptures written since Jesus rose from the dead. The word nation in the Holy Scriptures refers to an ethnic line, ethnos. And just as with our money, we have fiat currency, we've, we've come up with fiat countries, fiat nations. Oh, but we're all, we're all American. Why? What makes me in an American, what makes Ilian Omar or Lori Lightfoot an American like I am? What makes us the same? She doesn't serve Jesus Christ. She doesn't come where my ancestors come from. She's got a completely different worldview. Oh, but, 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 no, no, there's no more buts. It's a fiat nation. America is a fiat nation. America's not a nation. It's a multicultural empire ruled over by the same people that ruled over the Persian Empire nominally under Ahasuerus. Ahasuerus was the Persian king over the Persian Empire, 127 different ethnos, nations. But the power behind the throne was the Jews. Book of Esther, book of Esther. There's eight chapters, in the book, nine chapters in the book of Esther. It's short, you should read it. And you have to pay attention to the book of Esther. The, the Jews come out playing the victim. Oh, we're victims. We're victims. Oh, anti-Semitism. We're victims. We're victims. This guy named Haman, he said, look, these Jews are bad dudes, man. They're no good for this empire. They're no good for this empire. We've got to get rid of these Jews. Long story short, Haman gets executed because of the Jews, because of Mordecai, the evil Jew, because of Mordecai, the evil Jew. And his cousin, Esther, who pretended to not be a Jew in order to get close to power. Oh, I'm not a Jew. You can't tell the difference. You don't know who I am. I'm the most beautiful country, beautiful woman in the world. And her evil cousin, Mordecai, said, don't tell anybody you're a Jew. Do not tell them you're a Jew. They, they know about us Jews. Don't let anybody know you're a Jew. <laughs> it's a great story. Of course, I'm doing the contrarian view of the book of Esther. The Jews love the book of Esther because they're the victims and the heroes, and they get to slaughter, blood slaughter their enemies. Christians have fallen in, into their trap. So you get this multicultural empire, 127 provinces in the ancient empire of Persia, and the Jews end up running it. It's called a template for the future. Jews thrive in multicultural empires. They seize power. They keep front men like a Hazarus, like they've got Biden. And they start executing their enemies. You don't think that's coming to the United States? Oh, please. Oh, that you would have a sense of history. Oh, that you would have a sense of history. Who do you think was the power behind Stalin? And Lenin, it was the Jews. Who do you think executed the Tsar's family? It was the Jews. Who do you think ran the prison camps under the Soviet Union? It was the Jews. Who do you think was the head of the Soviet secret police? A Jew. 
Who's ahead of our secret police? Jews. Jews. CIA, Department of Central Intelligence, Department of Homeless, Jews, Attorney General, Jew, Vice President's uh, husband, Jew, all of Biden's kids, Jews. <laughs> head, of the, head of the Fed, head of the Treasury, Jews. Janet Yellen, Jew. Head of all the, 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 the Black Rocks and the big corporations and big pharma, Jews. They're poisoning you, killing you, committing a genocide against you. Who are your university professors? By and large, a disproportionate number are Jewish. Who do you think? Who do you think the came up with the the critical race theory? Oh, I'm against critical race theory. That stuff's a Jews, Jews, Jews. Frankfurt School, Germany, 1930s. Frankfurt, Germany. Well, I think the School of Social Work, New School of Social Sub. I can't remember the exact name. I have to look it up. Jews. Jews came up with the idea of critical theory, okay, and it's being used to genocide the white race. And they, they came to America, they get hired by our top elite institutions, and it's spread everywhere. When you substitute Jesus Christ for a lie, this is what you get, whites. Whites, when you reject Jesus Christ explicitly, you end up self-genociding, and you, the Jews end up ruling over you. That's the story of the United States. That's the story of the Frankfurt School. That's the story of critical race theory. That's the story of the book of Esther. That's what Jesus Christ warned against. It's the Jews that murdered Jesus Christ. It's the Jews that murdered the prophets. Oh, you can't say that. That's anti-Semitic. No, it's called the Holy Scriptures. It's called the Holy Scriptures. Well, I just, I just, I just, it's called the Holy Scriptures. But, but, but they're going to call me anti-Semitic and Hitler and racist and Nazi. Jesus Christ said, hey, look, <laughs> if they called me Beelzebub, how much more are they going to call you? How much more are they going to call you Beelzebub? If they call me Beelzebub, how much more you? Oh, but I, I don't want the Jews to hate me. Why not? They hated Jesus Christ. They hated the prophets. They murdered Stephen. They murdered James. They tried to murder all the apostles in the, in the book of Acts. Why is it that you don't want the Jews to hate you again? Because you've been deceived by the deceiver. Satan is the deceiver. Satan is the deceiver. Okay, Satan is the deceiver. He deceives the world. He deceives the nations. And you think you're immune from that, don't you? I know. You think you're immune from that. Oh, I'm immune from Satan. I, I <laughs> Satan has the church deceived. Well, listen to this pastor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull him up here. Where is this guy? This guy's name is John Kilpatrick. I uh, some got some big church out there somewhere. On, he's I'm seeing him on on the YouTube, and uh, there was a link to his website. And anyway, he goes on and on and on and on about Israel and the Jews and Israel and Jews and you know the Hamas is going to be destroyed because he's touching the Jews and he's touching Israel and if you, and you can't fight against Israel because you're fighting against God and. The modern Jew is not a descendant of Jacob. The modern country in the Middle East that calls itself Israel is, is a fiat. It's not even a fiat country. It's a country in the sense they have a, 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 a homogenous ethnic group living there with a common language and common history and common values. Values are antichrist, by the way. 
and, and they're doing everything they can to drive out the African. Remember that story 20, 30 years ago? They found a bunch of Africans that were converted to Judaism. <laughs> so they brought them in. Now they're kicking them all out. These people are an Antichrist people. They fit the definition of the Antichrist, and they are not the offspring of Israel. They're frauds. They're identity thieves. All right, and so it goes on and on and on and on and on. And he's conflating anybody who claims to be a Jew with the biological offspring of Israel. And they're not. Even the Bible teaches that. The book of Esther teaches that. Esther 8, 17, many, many, many different peoples that were not the biological offspring of Jacob converted to Judaism. We know that King Herod was an Edomite in, I don't know, a couple of hundred years before Christ. Esau, the descendants of Esau, converted to Talmudic Judaism. King Herod was a Talmudic Jew, but he was a son of Esau. We know in John chapter 8 that the Jews in John chapter 8 were not the descendants of Israel. They were not. They are very open, said so we've never been enslaved. Therefore, they could not have been the descendants of Israel. So this guy, he won't mind me using his name, John Kilpatrick, He's going on and on and on pretending that this land and these identity thieves are the biological offspring of Israel, and they're not. And he goes on and on and on. Oh, my God, you can't touch these people who call themselves Jews. We live in a day and age of trannies. And I'll bet you $50, oh, well, maybe $25, the same preacher can stand up and say, oh, these trannies are evil. They're just, they pretend to be girls, but they're boys. They pretend to be men, but they're women. And he might be able to recognize a tranny. And he might be able to get up in the pulpit and say, just because you claim to be a woman doesn't mean you are. And yet he can't see what's right in front of him. He can't see that just because somebody says they're a Jew doesn't mean they're a Jew. Just because somebody claims to be a Jew doesn't mean they're a Jew. Does not mean they're the offspring of Israel. Just because a nation goes out there and they say, hey, we're going to call our nation Israel, does not mean they're the descendants of the patriarch named Israel. Why is it that preachers can sometimes recognize that a man can't be a woman and a woman can't be a man? But they think anybody that comes along and says, I'm a Jew, automatically becomes a Jew. It's because of Satan's power to deceive the church, deceive the nations, deceive the world. Oh, but we have the word of God, you say. I know, and that's what I'm preaching you out of. Preaching to you out of. Jesus Christ says, hey, these people that call themselves Jews, they're not really Jews. They're Satan's synagogue. He says it twice, back to back, Revelation chapter 2 and Revelation chapter 3. These people that call themselves Jews, they're not really Jews. They're liars, says Jesus Christ. And I know, I know, you spent 14 weeks going through your pastor's uh, uh, sermon, uh, his series on the Revelation, and you never heard this, did you? Go read John chapter 8. Jesus Christ is confronting the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews. 
And the Jews acknowledge, look, we've never been, we're not Israel's children. We're not. They say it. Here's how they say it. We've never been enslaved. We've never been enslaved. We've never been enslaved. That's how you know. That's how you know they're not the children, the biological children of Israel, ancient Israel, the patriarch Israel, who was Jacob, and then his name was changed by Jesus Christ to Israel. That's how you know they're not real Jews. And all these Jews today, wandering around today, their ancestors or themselves directly converted to being Jew. There's all kinds of rich and famous people in the United States today that converted to Jew. Oh, I'm going to be a Jew. Let me give you an example of Ivanka Trump. She decided to marry Jared Kushner, whose ancestors, no doubt, converted to Talmudic Judaism. Bad mistake. Big, fat, bad mistake. Talmudic Judaism is Satan worship in disguise. Oh, I can't believe you say it. Well, they say it themselves. Go read their literature. There's a fraud and a deception that has been committed against the church of Jesus Christ so that we believe that the synagogue of Satan are, in fact, the offspring of ancient Israel. And they're just, they're not. Not scripturally, not historically, not genetically. They're not. They're frauds. Jesus Christ warned it. They're liars. They're not Jews. They're liars. They're Satan's synagogue, Jesus Christ said. John chapter 8, he gets done talking to these Jews, and he says, you are of your father, the devil, and you do the will of your father. He was a liar and a murderer from the very beginning. That's the modern Jew. Oh, but you can't, you can't say that about everybody. You can't just tarnish everybody with the same thing. Jesus Christ did. Why do you put a morality upon yourself that Jesus Christ didn't put upon yourself? Why do you listen to the morality of those who call themselves Jews but are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan? Critical race theory, the hatred towards the white race came out of the Jew. In modern history, 1930s, Frankfurt School, critical theory, subsection of that is critical race theory. It's being taught in our kindergartens today. Hate the white race. This is the Antichrist speaking to you. The Jews exactly fit the description of Antichrist in that they reject the idea that the Messiah has already shown up in the flesh. I was going to talk about nations here, wasn't I? It all ties in. We've reduced, in the church, we've reduced the idea... We've reduced the idea that God wanted nations to convert to him. We've rejected the idea that the ancient race, the ancient nation of Israel, converted to Jesus Christ. As a nation, not as a bunch of individuals, as a nation, and we utterly reject that. Oh no, oh no, we don't want to oppose our view on society. We don't want Christian nationalism. We don't want white nationalism. We just want to have our happy clappy club. You want to have your happy clappy club in a pagan nation because you don't want to offend the Antichrist. Wrong, wrong answer, wrong answer. Here's what happens. The salt loses its flavor, and it's good for nothing but to be tossed out and trampled under the feet of men. 
the net effect of evangelical Christianity in the United States of America is trannies in your grade school. Can't we recognize that? Can't we see that? The net effect of all the Christianity in North America is trannies in grade school, sodomy promoted in grade school. And all, sodomy and trannyism is, is, is child abuse. The punishment for sodomy is death. Book of Leviticus. Oh, Fritz, are you saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm sick and tired of trying to bend the scriptures to please the Antichrist. I'm tired of bending and being ashamed of the eternal word of God to please the Antichrist. My God, even, even the Taliban's got it right. They throw these, these, the homos off the top of the building. Oh, you're inciting violence against these persecuted minorities. Why, preacher, why, Christian, are you literally ashamed of the eternal word of God? Why? Tell me why. Why are you ashamed of the eternal word of God? So you can make the sodomite happy, so you can make the tranny happy, so you can make the Jew happy, so you can make the Antichrist happy. Why? And part of that process is we're going to reduce Christianity to this little concept between our minds, something that lives in our heart. Oh, oh, God loves us. He's going to forgive us of our sins. He's going to let us into heaven. Now you got your little Sunday morning clappy club. We're going to go clap and shout for joy to Jesus, and we're going to worship the Jew. We're going to worship the Jews. Preacher gets a, a free trip to Israel every year because he drags a bunch of people over there, so he gets a free trip paid for by the Antichrist himself. Hello. Antichrist is a corporate body. It's a corporate identity. Y'all are looking for one individual person. It's not an individual. That's why the number 666 it's a corporate identity. Oh, but it's the number of, of a man. No, it's the number of man, corporate man. It's not, it's not Kissinger. It's not Obama. It's not Biden. It's not Fritz Bergen. It's me, by the way, Fritz Bergen, in case you just tuned in. I'm live on Podbean. Apologize for the people out there in the Rumble world. Um, New technology for me, and I haven't figured that out. But I'm going to. I'll be going live on Rumble, streaming on Rumble. But this is Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com. The, the purpose, the goal, the job, the mission of the Church of Jesus Christ is to convert entire nations, ethnic groups, legitimate nations, to serve Jesus Christ. The entire purpose, the entire Hebrew body of scriptures is about entire nations serving Jesus Christ or rebelling against him. Oh yeah, it starts with one individual. It started with Abraham. Ishmael's rejected. Then it goes to Isaac. He has uh, twins. He has. Uh, uh, it's interesting that he has twins. He has Jacob and Esau. Esau is rejected. Esau's rejected. Oh, that's racist. That's racist. Okay, God's a racist. Fine. God's a racist. Call God a racist. 
See how far that gets you. God's a racist. He rejected Esau before he'd done anything good or bad. Yes, you're right. He did. That's racism. Fine. That God's a racist, and you need to embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace your inner racist. Or reject the word entirely. That these are terms. The term racist is, was invented by a Jew, of course. The term anti-Semitic is invented by a Jew, of course. They're Satan's children. They're Satan's evangelists. They're Satan's synagogue. Critical race theory, Jews. It's called pattern recognition. It's also called scriptural recognition. So uh, 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 Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob's the father of the ancient nation of Israel. And he's, he's the patriarch of 12 different tribes, 12 different tribes. The political organization ordained by God is racial. Oh, I can't believe he's, it's racial. Israel was the father of a nation. And under him, it was the political organization was based on tribe. It's racial. It's based on ethnos. It's based on a common patriarch. I dare you to, to refute me biblically. I dare you to refute me biblically. Jesus Christ is the king. He's a racial patriarch. Jesus Christ is a racial patriarch. Are you going to reject his blood? Well, I'm not of the blood of Jesus. And I'm, you're not? You're not really? You're not of the blood of Jesus Christ? You're not of a race? Really? Well, we're all one in Christ. Really? Is that right? And are you going to like marry two men together because we're all one in Christ? You got unisex bathrooms now? Mr. Biblical Scholar, you out there? Well, we're all one. We're not divided anymore. Uh-huh. And God made a mistake uh, pouring out the gift of tongues on Pentecost. Is that what you're saying? God made a mistake. He should have just made everybody speak Hebrew. Is that, is that what you're trying to say? But no, he, he doubles down on the division of races. He doubles down on what he did at Babel by dividing the languages. He doubles down on the day of Pentecost. And you say Jesus Christ did the wrong thing? Antichrist Jews thrive in multicultural environments. And they rule. That's why you're going towards a one-world government, the European Union... Where, why, that's why they want to make whites a minority in every country. They're explicit about it. They're explicit. Why whites? Why go after whites? We're the sons and daughters of Christendom. We are the sons and daughters of Christendom. The white race is. From Greece to Finland, from Russia to Iceland, and all the children there of Southern Africa, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the United States. We are the sons and daughters of Christendom. You want to rebel against the Antichrist? Do everything that the Antichrist hate. Do everything that the Jews hate. Be proud of your ancestors. By the way, that's the fifth commandment. We're going to have to rebuild Christian nation states, ethnic nation states. Well, but white is just a concept. It's not a real race. You know what? Who said that? Who told you that? The Jew told you that. Noel Ignatiev, the Jew. Noel Ignatiev, who's very explicit about yearning for the genocide of the white race. 
So he starts conceptually saying, oh, it's not really a race. It's really nothing. He's a liar. He's of the synagogue of Satan, as are all these other Jews out there. Oh, but I know a Jew, and he converted to Jesus Christ. Fine, so did Paul. That's fine. So did Paul. Saul, the evil Jew, converted and becomes Paul. Fritz, why are you talking about Jews? Eighty times, eighty times in the book of Acts it talks about Jew. It talks about Jew in the Bible vastly more than being born again. And you built your little campfire around being born again. You know why? Because it's inoffensive. Nobody cares. Literally nobody cares. Come be born again. <laughs> be born again by Jesus. The Jew doesn't care. Antichrist doesn't care. He says, you do your little religious thing. That's fine. Don't you dare touch my children called the Jews. Don't you dare touch them. Don't you speak about them unless you grovel before them on your knees and bow down and worship the Jew. That's the only time you can talk about the Jew, says Satan. So the church will talk about at length about, I don't know, whatever. 13 steps on quitting cigarettes, how to be born again. What happens when you're baptized? And the Jew says, don't you dare get involved in the real power. And you know what's happened? I mean, I just, uh, you know, wake up, church. A hundred years ago, well, I'll just put it this way. Eighty years ago, the Jews in Germany were promoting homosexuality and trannyism. All right, it was it was not the Christians; it was the Jews. They're evil everywhere. And finally, the German people rose up and they started burning their books. You ever seen those pictures of the Germans? Oh, the Nazis! They're book burning. Yeah, they're burning literature promoting trannies and homos and sodomy. That's what they're burning in those pictures. Well, we didn't know that. Of course not. They're not going to tell you that. And the modern Jew will take your Ten Commandments off the wall of your schoolhouse and burn it. Don't lecture me on book burning. Don't you dare lecture me on burn, book burning. The modern Jew will take the, 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 the prayer of a, a, a Christian chaplain in the Navy or the Army, the Air Force, and they will burn their prayers because they pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And now it's forbidden for military chaplains to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't lecture me about book burning. Don't do that. Go read the book of Acts, how they took out all their Kabbalistic magic books. Oh, oh, you can't say that. You're questioning the Jews. And they burned them. Don't, don't lecture me about book burning. Don't even go there. How many schools are burning the books, that, the classical literature that's in your libraries that, that have been taught for generations? Christian literature. Even if it's not the Bible, and they, essentially they burn them. So you can't teach this anymore. You can't have the students read this more. It's racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and anti-Semitic. Don't lecture me about book burning. It's going on in America. It has been for since World War II, really since the 60s and 70s. It took over, really, it, you know, it, you know warp speed last 10, 15 years. Don't lecture me about book burning by the Germans in 1933 when they're burning books on promoting sodomy and trannyism. Oh, it sounds like you like Hitler. It sounds like you like the Jews. It sounds like you like the Antichrist. It sounds like you, you grovel before the Antichrist because you you, you, you're terrified of them. Why do you call yourself a Christian? So I'm, I'm listening to this guy, James Kil whatever his name is. He talks about this Judeo-Christian. 
Judeo-Christians. This dude is absolutely wrong. He's absolutely been fooled. He's been deceived by Satan. Judaism is Antichrist. Been Antichrist for 2,000 years. Been Antichrist since under Babylon. Been Antichrist in the book of Esther. Judaism is Antichrist. Oh, but the Ten Commandments don't say worship Jesus. It says just worship God. No, no, no. It was Jesus Christ that gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Jesus Christ, pre-incarnation, gave Moses the Ten Commandments. But the church keeps reducing and reducing and reducing. We just want you to convert in your mind to have this belief, and someday God's going to save you. But we don't want to offend the Jew. We don't want to offend the Antichrist. I want to offend the Jew. I want to offend the Antichrist. Jesus Christ didn't have any issue with it. Neither did Stephen. Go read Stephen's sermon. He gave one. He did one thing in his life. He gave one sermon in his entire life. When he got done, they murdered him. I want to be like Stephen. I love Stephen. You know how he ends the sermon? He looks at the Jews. He says, anyway, he, he has disgust for them. He says, you, you're, you're the sons of those who murdered the prophets, and now you've murdered the righteous one, Jesus Christ. And they covered their ears and they murdered him. Pastor, preacher, Christian. That's our role model. Stephen is our role model. Paul spent his entire ministry warning people about the Jews, warning people of the, the Judaizing influence in the church. And he went out and he, and he sought the sons and daughters of Israel. He sought the lost sons and daughters of ancient Israel. You know where he went? He went to Europe. I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you. Jesus Christ said, I did not come for you, woman, you Samaritan, you different ethnos person. I didn't come for you. I came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And he keeps sneaking north. He keeps sneaking north. He keeps going north. He keeps sneaking north. You ever notice that? Oh, out of Egypt, I called my son. Yeah, okay. He's born in Judea. They flee the nasty, dirty Jews. They go to Egypt. He comes out of Egypt. He's going to go. First, they thought they'd go back to Bethlehem. And, and, and God said, don't you, warn him in a dream. Warn him in a dream. Don't you go back there to the land of the Jews. They still seek to murder the Messiah of God. And so they went, they settled. Listen to this, listen to me. In Galilee of the Gentiles. In Galilee of the Gentiles up north. In Galilee of the Gentiles. In Galilee of the Gentiles, in Galilee of the Gentiles, in Galilee of the Gentiles. In Galilee of the Gentiles. You know how Jesus knew his time was up when the European man sought him. I don't have this chapter. I think it's John. The Greeks came up to the disciples says, we want to see Jesus. We want to see Jesus. We want to see Jesus. The European man went and said, we want Jesus. We want Jesus. And Jesus says, okay. Okay. All right. It's time for the Son of Man to be glorified. And the Jews murdered Christ. He rises from the dead. And the gospel goes to the European man that sought him. The lost biological children of the ancient patriarch named Israel. 
They went to Europe, man. They went to Europe. Nations, distinct ethnic groups. That is the proper political order of a common biological ancestor. That's the biblical order for nations. God wants nations converted to Jesus Christ. Not your little church. Not your little individual. And you know, here's what happens. Oh, I want to go back to the sons of Israel. We'll get back there. Here's what happens. When you abandon the field, when you abandon the field, the rocks and the weeds and the birds of the air take over. And when the church abandons the conversion of entire nation states, the birds of the air, the demonic powers take over. And the field is full, filled with rocks and weeds. And next thing you know, you're living in a society that teaches trannies and sodomy to your grade school kids. And you blame it on the devil. No, it's not the devil's fault. It's the church's fault because we abandon the field. We abandon the field. We say, oh, oh, no, the message is just to convert an individual here and an individual there. And that's not true. Oh, but you can't impose your morality on us. Well, what do you think the trannies and the sodomites are doing? Give it up, dude. Give it up. Why would anybody ever listen to an antichrist person for this stuff? You can't say that. You can't do that. You can't impose your narrow-minded morality on other people. And you go to these Christian, Christian churches, and literally a block away, they'll have a grade school, and they're teaching sodomy in there. they got the tranny story hour in your local library. That's not an imposition of morality? Oh, we're not making anybody do anything. <laughs> and we make so many excuses for Satan, and we can't hold ourselves accountable to the Ten Commandments or converting nations. You need to be the white man and the Christian that the Jews fear. You really do. You need to be the white man that they fear and hate. You need to be the Christian that they fear and hate. And both, both those two go together, by the way. They both go together. You realize it was the Jews that helped the African and the Muslim invade Spain in the 700s, 600s, 700s. It was the Jews that assisted the Muslim. So when they finally completed the Reconquista, Reconquista, the reconquest of Iberia, named after ancient Eber. What's the first thing they do? Well, A, God gives them the new world. Christopher Columbus sails over. He said, hey, man, I found this new place. <laughs> B, they kick all the Jews out of Spain, 1492. They said, we won. We're, all you, you Jews, get, get out of here. Bye. Adios. See ya. They did the right thing. They did the smart thing. Oh, that's anti-Semitic. Jesus Christ is anti-Semitic. If you listen to their definition. He looks at the Jews. He says, you're of your father, the devil. I know, I know. I'm digging deep, aren't I? I'm telling you. What, listen, here's the deal. At some point, you got to wake up as a church, as a pastor, and you got to go, we're doing something wrong. We have to say that. At some point, we have to wake up and say, we're doing something wrong because our country is going to hell. Where is the power of Jesus Christ? Where is the power of God? We're, we are doing something wrong. God's waiting on us. I know you've heard that before. 
oh, we're just waiting on God to get raptured out of here. No, you're not getting you're not getting raptured out of here. You're not getting raptured out of here. Here's another little lie that, that pastor said today. We know God's going to take care of us. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? What do you mean God's going to take care of you? Well, I know he's going to provide for us. Really? Really? Did he provide for Jesus Christ or did Jesus Christ die on a cross? Well, that's different. Okay. Did Stephen get stoned to death or did God provide for him? Well, uh, that was special. Uh-huh. Okay. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 38. And some were sawn in two. Some were sawn in two. Did God take care of them? They wandered about in sheepskins and in goatskins, living in caves, living in, ho living in holes in the ground, men of whom the world was not worthy. God take care of them? Well, uh, God will never leave us for a second. Okay, fine. In that context, they were sauna too. In that context, Stephen was stoned. In that context, Jesus Christ was crucified on a cross. In that context, the early Christians became Roman candles. You know what a Roman candle is? Oh, I get one every 4th of July. They're really fun. You ever burnt chicken on a barbecue? You ever barbecue chicken? Get the barbecue on the chicken, all of a sudden you turn around and poof, these things explode in flames and black, greasy smoke. Oh, the chicken's burning, the chicken's burning. That's called a Roman candle. You can do that to live human beings. Huh? We're just fat little piggies. You don't think pig meat burns? You, don't, you never burn your bacon on a barbecue grill? Those little uh, chunky little uh, 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 fryers burn. If your little chicken drumsticks burn and they just poof, boom, next thing you know, you get flames two feet high. Any different than pig meat? It, it's same as you and I, a chunky little fritz here. Baby, I'll go buy me, I'll make a nice Roman candle. Oh, yeah. Oh, but we're still alive. Oh, well, you know, how's it any different than a, a, a bunch of chunky drumsticks that are soaking wet? And boom, they explode in, in, in flames. Human beings will do the same thing, burn the same way. That's what a Roman candle is. They took the early Christians into the Colosseum in Rome, lit them up. Last podcast I did, this was, I don't know, I guess yesterday, day before. I think day before. I said, I'll know when the church is serious, when we have Christian Roman candles before the kickoff for the uh, Baltimore Ravens football game for the Denver Bronco football game, for the Seattle Seahawks football game. Bring in a bunch of Christians because they're racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and most of all, anti-Semitic. And we're going to tie them down one on every 10-yard line. And we're going to light them up. Boof, boom, Roman candles, Christian Roman candles. Bring it. I'm, I'm tired. I'm sick of this stuff. Bring the person, bring it on, baby. At some point, the church has to wake up and say, something is wrong with us. Something is wrong with our message. Something is wrong in the church itself with our message and what we're doing. 
because the fruit of our labors is sodomy in grade schools. We're not the light of the nations anymore. We're not the light on our own countries anymore. Something is wrong with what we're doing. Oh, but if we bless Israel, God will bless us. Modern Jews fit the biblical definition of Antichrist, and we grovel before the Antichrist. That entity in the Middle East that has stolen the name of Israel, those who call themselves Jews but are not, but are liars and are of the synagogue of Satan, says Jesus Christ. I'm, let me tell you something. I'm telling you, I'm flat out telling you. The church will grovel before the Antichrist and reject the words of Jesus Christ. And you wonder why our country's going to hell? That's why. That's why. And we're gonna have to we're gonna have to grow up here, frankly. And be willing to be hated and to be willing to be called Beelzebub, just like Jesus Christ was. And if the Jews don't hate you, you're doing something wrong. If the Jews don't hate you as much as they hated Jesus Christ and Peter and Paul and James and Stephen, you and I are doing something wrong. The Ten Commandments are about Jesus Christ. The First Commandment points to Jesus Christ. The, the Ten Commandments are for an entire nation state. Those need to go back on the walls of our nation states, not on these empires. Empires got to get, get broken up again. Empires have to get broken up again. For we have nations. And to see which nation, Acts chapter 17, verse 26, to see which nation will serve Jesus Christ. God hated Babel. Multicultural, multi-ethnic empire. God hated it, hated it. He said, I didn't tell you to be one. Oh, but we're all one of Christ. And you, you, you conflate the two. Spread out so I can see which race will serve Jesus Christ. And if you're all one, the Antichrist will rule over you. Well, we don't want to be divisive and intolerant. No, but you'll take, you'll take trannies and sodomites for your grade school kids. Oh, but you don't understand the good work we do. Sally got born again the other day. She was a, a hooker down on South Nevada for, for 20 years, and she got born again and saved. Where were you, church? Where were you 30 years ago in her life? Where were you in Sally's life 30 years ago before she went down that path? Where were you? Where were you in the school board meetings, in the schools saying, no, you're not taking the Ten Commandments off these walls. You're not doing that. You're not going to tell us we can't pray in the name of Jesus Christ in these schools because we know 30 years from now, Sally will end up on a street. And now you're clapping your hands because you got her because she's not addicted to heroin anymore. She's not a whore on the street anymore. And you're so happy. Where were you 30 years ago when she was 14 and 15 years ago and you abandoned the society? You abandoned the field. And these children are destroyed because we abandoned the field. Because we didn't want to offend the Antichrist. We didn't want to offend the Antichrist. So we abandoned the Sallies of the world to be abused and rejected by their fathers, by their school, by their brothers, by their neighbors, and they end up on the street. And you clap your hands because she got baptized last week. Where were you 30 years ago? And 40 years ago, and 60 years ago, 60 years ago, when you abandoned the field 
because the battle was too hard. You didn't want to offend some people that called themselves Jews. Where were you then? And we've literally lost generations because we've backed off and we said we want to reduce the gospel so we don't offend the Antichrist. We want to be tolerant. We want to be diverse. We don't want to impose our morality. And so as a result, now, now you're dealing with yourself and you clap, your, you pat yourself on the back because you got, you got Sally off the street. For every Sally you get off the street, there's 10 more out there because we did not do our job one, two, three, four, five generations ago. There's something wrong in the church. It's the church that needs to change. Oh, I know we're just involved in sin and we smoke too many cigarettes. Dude, don't flatter yourself. Don't flatter yourself. Oh, we're involved in immorality and we smoke too much weed and we drink too much whiskey and listen, I'm t we, we've abandoned Jesus Christ. We're ashamed of Jesus Christ. We, we reject his very message to convert to nations because it's too hard. And we don't want to offend the false Jews of the synagogue of sin because we don't want to be called Beelzebul. There's your sin. You're literally ashamed of what Jesus Christ said. And you don't want to be called Beelzebul. You don't want to be called a Nazi. You don't want to be called a racist. You don't want to be called anti-Semitic. You, you don't want to be called homophobic. You love the praise of the world. It ain't your little smoking habit. You're literally ashamed of the words of Jesus Christ. And this has gone on for generation after generation after generation after generation. Such that you pat yourself on the back because you see one little person and, you know, thank God for, you know, Sally and Susie and Tommy and Freddie and whatever. But for everyone that you say you, you lost a hundred of them over the generations because you refused to stand up and explicitly say what Jesus Christ said, naming the enemy, facing off to the enemy, calling them literally to their face, the devil's children. You won't do that because you're a better Christian than Jesus Christ. And so they run our schools. They run our schools. They run our public schools. Who do you think brings in the trannyism and, and the sodomy into your schools? It ain't the Christians. It's the Jews and the acolytes of the Jews. It's the Jews and the allies of the Jews. It's the Jews and the converts to Judaism. Oh, but they're God's chosen people. How is it that Esau is God's chosen people? The Edomites converted to Judaism. A couple hundred. Go read, uh, I don't know, is it 2nd Ezra, 2nd Maccabees? Oh, I sent the Bible. Go read eight, eight, John chapter 8. These people were not the children of ancient Israel. It's in the Word, it's in the Bible. And so we bend the knee and we grovel before the Antichrist. Antichrist ain't coming. Antichrist is here. And we're terrified of the Antichrist. And you got false prophets up there. Some out of cowardice and fear. Some out of ignorance. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. But you read the Word of God. I mean, it's at a certain point, you got to stand back and say, something is wrong. you got all these mega churches, all these big, fat, rich pastors I don't care if they're fat. And I don't care if they're. I don't. I don't care about that stuff. What I'm saying is, what's the fruit of evangelical Christianity in the United States of America? It's trannies and sodomites in your local grade school in your city.
we have to sit back and we have to say, God, something's wrong with us. Something's wrong with our message. There's no power. There's no transformative power for our societies. Oh, well, we don't want to convert the nations, just individuals. Okay, well, there you go. That's part of your problem. Why don't you want to convert nations? Why don't you want Christian nationalism? Why don't you want Christian nations? Well, we just don't believe in, 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 in tolerance and, and forcing our views on it. Really? Okay, okay, fine. So you've got trannies and homos and sodomites in your grade school and your kids. And then Sally goes out on the street and she's a hooker for 20 years because she's been abused. And we've got this modern sensibility about morality. And mommy and daddy got divorced because of, you know, ex whatever. Well, we don't want to impose. Okay, and, and so somebody else imposed their morality on Sally, and she's a hooker on the street for 20 years. And then you clap your, yourself on the back because she came and she got baptized. She had, had, had the devil cast out of her. And she's in a rehab program for from heroin. There's, I'm telling you guys. We've backed off and backed off and backed off and backed off to, in order to live in peace with the Antichrist. And we've been crushed. And the little boys and girls are paying the price for it over the generations. And now we have institutional child abuse in our government schools in America. And the church has their little clappy club and they're waiting for the rapture. I don't think I have much more to say about than that. Fritzberger. Bloodandfaith.com.